Hot Grits podcast. Travis Janon and Spencer Max. We're trying this for the first time. Uh, it's been hard as hell so far. I think. <laughs> Obviously, uh, we're gonna try to make it sound as good as we can. We're gonna try to make it sound as genuine as we can, and um, we are going to. And you know, I'm bringing the heat, baby. Yeah, yeah. You have a lot of uh, that hotness. Heat. Um, on Twitter at podcast grits, email hotgritspod at gmail.com and the website hgpod.wordpress.com. Um, simply put my goals for this podcast quickly. Um, generally I, I want to be able to vent into a microphone about sports and, and doing that for two years and dealing with, uh, well, you know, like dealing with crazy stuff on the reg. It was nice to be able to vent and put whatever I wanted into the microphone and then um, really not ever know who's listening to it or when they're listening to it. Uh, And it's therapeutic for me. So that's why I'm doing it selfishly. Um, And also, Spencer, a lot of your takes are not great. And someone else, (laughs) someone like someone else needs to see that. You know what I mean? I feel like this will document it and validate it. all right, Penny Maddox. are not great. Penny Maddox, who, and we'll give you credit for coming up with the name as well. Hot yeah, Grits Podcast. First off. That's an ode to uh, Camouflage, I hope. And actually, I'm down to commit to never, ever mentioning why it's called Hot Grits again. But it's an ode to Camouflage, the yeah. Savannah-born rapper. An homage, if you will. An homage. Uh, Please I'm don't not com- I'm not confident on that vocab. Go. What are your, uh, what are your goals for this podcast besides... Somehow convincing me that Kevin Herter is a good basketball player. Well, first off, Kevin Herter is top five white guy of all time, already in his second year. That's that's not true. I mean, the numbers might not back it up, but like we already said, we're not a stats podcast. Ninety nine percent of your arguments, the numbers don't back up. The no- yeah, I digress. I'm gonna bow out. Yeah. I test. Uh, <laughs> I concur a lot with those same goals. Um, I would like to add in that. We've been talking about doing a podcast together for years. Uh, mostly it's, it's centered around an NBA podcast because we've shared that same interest. But, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm well, definitely... Yeah, I never... My bad. Go, go right ahead. I never wanted to like do it while I was doing it for a living. Like, I wasn't podcasting for a living, but when I was right. reporting on a athletics, like a college athletics team and doing it, you know sometimes three times a week but you know basically you know 52 weeks out of the year at least once a week right for two i didn't want to do that and then also record another podcast yeah you know what i mean so and you know now that i'm not doing that anymore like it's i realized after not doing it for two and a half months three months that it was it's such a big part of your life I will oh, say yeah, this, I, I don't think I was ever going to do a podcast without you. Like, that's a big part of it for me. Is, I mean, I am a freelance, I have been a freelance sports writer, but it's not my full-time gig. I think a large, large part of this is doing the same thing that we do at the bar, talking about sports, shooting the shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, and I mean, like, but... I wanted to do, you know, it's big for me to do this with my best bud. That's a big part of it. For, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and yeah. Like, but I think you'll find also that it becomes, I use the word therapeutic a lot. I mean, that's probably fucking a little, like, that's probably a little much therapeutic. <laughs> but uh, like, that's what it sort of is for me is like, uh, like a way to vent and then 
you know, it's yours. You can burn it. You can release it. Um, who yeah. knows if you guys, if people are even ever you know, saying therapeutic, it makes me seem like we're cult leaders already. Top Which, five, by the way, top five cult leaders. I should say, top, ooh. <laughs> no, no, no. Or That's next for a later podcast. Or next yeah. week's episode. I should say that becoming a cult leader is part of my goals on this podcast. I would say, oh, of course. My goal for this podcast, I said this before, my goal for this podcast is to have one person tattoo hot grits on their body somewhere doesn't matter where doesn't matter if it's on their foot doesn't matter if it's my mom that's my goal yeah i mean that's, that's my extremely only goal. lofty i feel like that's, that's my a, only that's goal. a lofty that's goal. all i want so if you're listening you know you can you can make my dreams come true today episode one <laughs> today uh, my, my goal is to become a cult leader on this podcast. <laughs> what parent does? What parent doesn't want their kid to strive for that? You know what I mean. Uh, really, just like hot sports takes. Uh, you know, at the pinnacle, maybe become cult leader yeah. at some point. Like rise in the ranks. What's wrong with that? Uh, and then yeah, just everyone gets tattoos. Tattoos. Tattoos for the boys. Yeah. Never. I've never been a tattoo guy, but but uh, you have. Uh, you, you have gotten a cool ass tattoo in the past, so thank I'll you. Gi- I'll give you that. I appreciate that. Um, I'd like to get one person tatted up like Wiz Khalifa with just all hot nah, grits tattoos. Yo, all Wiz. He has that song "Ink it. Ink My Whole Body." You don't want your whole body inked. Uh, where do you want to start? Braves, NBA, Wilder Fury. I like Braves spring training. Let's start it off because that's the thing I have the least to say about. Yeah, and just baseball in general, I guess we'll we'll start with the Bravos for sure. Um, I'll let you in, and in kind of our little, just to let the listeners behind the scenes and kind of our little uh, um, outline for the show, we have all these notes and, you know, me having done this in the past, I know I never really actually go by them, but I think it's funny to like sometimes read them, like what I write and what you write in, in these documents. Spencer asks, can Braves do anything in regular season to mean success? That's you. Or me. I mean, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like... Yeah. Got you, got you, got you. But I guess my point is that every single Braves fan has asked that and kind of known the answer. Uh, one, like no or yes, one way or the other in seasons past. And now it's like, I, I don't know about you. Or like, all I can think about, I think right now is giving up 10 runs in the first inning of the NLDS. And, and then, like, spring opens, and I know Marquecas has asked about it. Nick Marquecas asked about the Astros thing. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys heard of the Astros. So, <laughs> <laughs> stole signs. That thing's getting that thing's getting milked for all it's worth. But uh, So Marquecas has asked, like, about the Astros incident, and he goes off on them. You remember what he says? Like He like basically they says they should get... They should get knocked out. They should get beat up. Yeah, and I know he, but like, and then all I think about right after that is like he old schooled him. He, yeah, he went old yeah. School with and it, he was it. asked. He was asked about it. So like, you know, the dude answers. Mark, you hated it, right? Well, I just like can't get over the the last time the Braves were in front of microphones. It was coming off of giving up ten runs in the first inning of the NLDS game five. Uh, like again, they collapsed. Yeah, again in like the most ridiculous. I don't equate nonsensical it. way. And then it's like the first thing I hear is we're complaining about an American League. Yeah, team, uh, stealing an American League team that's been good as shit for three, four years. They were aided by the stealing of signs, but still they were good as shit. The Braves, I mean, everyone in the world knows their story. So no, I don't think they can do anything in the regular season. 
uh, to mean success. Like all, but I do think if they Whoa, win one season, that was a roundabout way to get there. I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, but like I, I'm I, just like annoyed by. I, I get know, what you're like, saying, and let me take that point by point. First off, I agree with you 110. percent They can't do anything in the regular season to mean success. They can win 120 games. Doesn't matter if they sure. go out. If and, they go out anywhere, and they might. Yeah, I think they're gonna win the division round one or two. Doesn't matter. Not to me, not to most Braves fans, and no. I mean, sure, we want to win division titles. We always have because we, we expect it almost at this point. But well, now you have to. You have to you after they lost 90-plus games three straight years. Yeah, so like, have and, to. And, and like, this is the window. I think last year was borderline. You could make an argument they were still maybe a year early. But now it's like you go into the season. Like, Are they better right now in your eyes than they were on – you know, we're recording day this one. on March 2nd. Like, are they better right now? On day March one last 2nd? year? Or, like, early spring last year, how did you feel about the I think so. I think, now? oh, yeah. Well, you got to remember, early last year, we were like, Josh Donaldson. What? Yeah. What? That's where we're spending our money? So, I mean, and we, and still we saw really how that worked. know Soroka and Freed. Like, Freed was, yeah. you know, excellent last year. Your boy, uh, Fulty, went on over. My he, boy. Went on my over first off, my stretch. boy was always Freed, and you know that. I was, Freed's a stud. Yeah, that's my boy was always freed. We both are equal in our hate of Fulty. You got me on that bandwagon early last year. I did. He's so, so soft, man. So soft, bro. And so redheaded. Not shout out to our redheads out there, but so redheaded. And and you I, were at the game, the Dodgers game two years ago. The what? what the, it was the first game. The Acuna home run game. Yeah. The so it was it game three of the twenty eighteen NLDS? I think that was game four. That was avoid the sweep game. Okay, yeah, because they won that game yeah. that you were at. Um, and it was like, automatically, you go out there. Do you remember who started for the Braves on the mound? I want to say it was Soroka. I really do. I don't remember, though. But see, that's my point. Like, you don't have the guy. Like, I remember Hinjin Ryu in yeah. that series, like, looking like oh my God, yeah. Cy Young. Uh, you know, like, but the Braves, even when, even when they win, even when they win, it wasn't coming by way of dominant pitching. No. Now, if the Braves are in the NLDS next week, uh, let's assume Cole Hamels is healthy. We'll give them that. Right. So you're going to run out. What you're going to do is you're going to run out Soroka. Free. This is assuming you have the chance at the end of the season to right. set your rotation like they did last season. They got a, a perfect chance to yeah. set. <laughs> but, and so... Like, it would be, what, Sor- Soroka, Freed, Hamels, in some in some order, probably, right yeah. now, in March, if we're saying that? That's not, like... Soroka, Freed, Hamels, maybe faulty game four? And then, like... I would say, you probably, ideally, seeing what he did last year, if we were going into it next week... Can you stop him? No, nah, go ahead. Uh, seeing what he did last year, it would be terrifying to run him out as a starter uh i want to see what cole hamels can do early on because i mean well he's gonna be hurt. I mean, he's not gonna be around like early i mean first but, of all i think that the noise again, of him being too old is, really, is like, overblown i mean guys guys go guys do well in the postseason that late in their career all the time nowadays it's not the same as it was 10 years well that's the thing like yeah he's not gonna go out and, and log 200 innings but if you know at the beginning of the year that you're going to get, uh, you know, 135 innings from Cole Hamels, or, I mean, even 100 innings from Cole Hamels, it's not hard when you ask yourself, when do we want those 100 innings? Yeah. 
like, like obviously, you would be fine with the young guys. Soroka, I think, is proven. Fulte, Freed, probably Newcomb, maybe Felix Hernandez for a month or two. <laughs> like, dude, you laugh all you want was, right now, though. If I'm game five of a playoff series, and again, it's spring, but... I would much rather have Felix Hernandez on the mound than three innings than Fulton Evans. <laughs> than Fulton Evans. He did, like, he I don't blame no, you for thinking like, that way, no but part of man. It. It's almost like Tehran. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, Fulte can be a really, really quality number two, number three. During the regular season? If you're a World Series contender, if you're actually a World Series contender, Fulton Evans can never, ever, ever, ever be your one. No, absolutely not. I'm super not. confident and in that. And so, like, let's not make him out let to me, be... Who let me say this. Let me say this. I will say that this... I believe this world... This this Braves lineup is a World Series contender. There's question marks at three, right? That third base, excuse me. Question yeah. marks there. I think they shored up catcher. Whenever they lost Brian McCann, they brought in uh, Travis. We'll never be able to pronounce his name. Darno. Darno. Yeah. Darn, Darno. Anyways, Travis Darno. They brought in Travis Darno. Outfield, I think, is one of the best in the majors. Always had a weight. If you got one of the top five players in baseball, which I believe he's that talent, Acuna. If you've got uh, yeah, that I'm guy, on that for sure. If you've got that guy, you've got Drew Waters coming up. You've got Christian Pache coming up. Which who knows if they'll make their debut this year? That's projected that Pache will. Uh, I believe they have one of the best outfields in the major league, and I hope they will. Yeah, so I think and- right off the rip that that's a major. That's a that's a World Series caliber lineup. The question has always been, will will this team crack in the postseason? And that question has been answered unequivocally yes in the past two years with pitching. And yeah, and that's what uh, that's what I'm saying. In order to get, there will be no way there. There's no avenue to getting. That is the number one storyline for the Atlanta Braves until they do something about it. Right. And they uh, I think it's a ten straight, eleven straight playoff series. Think about that. 11 straight playoff series you lose? And series, like, I think there's a couple wild card games. You can't there. connect those two teams, though. There's, there's no holdovers. But, no, okay, but here even, the G, even the front I office thought, is gone. I thought that until, I mean, and I, you know, I don't want to bring this up, but I'm, it's real. The curse? The Georgia sports thing is real oh as my shit. God, it's, not yeah. even, it's not even up for debate anymore when, you know, and the Atlanta United, like, Atlanta United winning was just grade A Georgia kicking the nads. Yeah, just walk right up, backhand you in the cheek, and then skip away. Yeah, like, cuck. Yeah, like get out of here. You have these dudes come in the first year. They win a title and and you know have a parade with fourteen people on Peachtree and the Braves, Georgia Bulldogs, the Falcons. Uh, I mean, it's unreal in the manner that they lose, and it's like. You want to be so logical and... All right. Let's, let's not get too far away from that. I do want to bring this back. I I'm love, saying Braves, the Braves are in the best position to do something about Yes, that. absolutely. Oh, out of the three teams? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like... So for them to do what they did last year and then like... I would just like to hear... And I think people like Freeman will right. talk about it. I'd just like to hear... Don't sleep on my Hawks next year, say. though. But yes, you're right. I would like to bring it back to the Nick Marcakis thing. I think I told you this before. I loved it. I loved it. Absolutely. The the old school nature of it. I didn't I didn't think about I didn't think about the playoff series whenever he said it. I was just thinking this guy's a badass. I mean I hated what the Dodgers did 
I think they're they're scum scum yeah, of the yeah, earth. I, I don't Astros. mind if they get uh, yeah excuse me yeah. Astros. My bad. I think they're scum of the earth. I don't mind if they get hit. I think it's ten times worse than steroids. I think Rob Manfred handled it like a grade A pansy. I mean, there's no better word for it. He just the I mean, player should have got like, punished. It wasn't. I just don't. I'm know not a baseball it, guy. I've heard you guys say that. That like it wasn't ideal, it but I just don't know what. I don't think he handled it great. I I came away from Manfred, and and again, like Manfred's not a, a dictator. Yeah, like he is the one ultimately deciding these things. But there are things discussed that don't get implemented. Like right. he was asked by, uh, um, it was Carl Ravitch that did the ESPN interview with him, and he was asked like what was considered as punishment that didn't get used. And he said that they considered stripping the World Series away and no one had ever done it. But, the like, I think Manfred gets a bad rep because it wasn't an ideal punishment. But there was no... That's what they've done the in case, college for the, years. And everyone's always... They've always criticized the punishment of taking away the championship. They did it with Louisville. Everybody had words for that. They did it with, I mean, what was that, uh, Kansas? Is that that team? Uh, no, not Kansas. But in college basketball? College basketball. I know they did it with Louisville. They've done it with another team, right? Uh, They've had titles vacated. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of people know. have. I mean, the NCAA has done that to Excuse a lot me, it was of football. people. They had Louisville in basketball, and then they had USC in football. Southern Cal, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, then, like, and nobody was happy with those punishments. Well, yeah. Nobody. I mean, and it didn't... It didn't it, it didn't make any of the other teams that lost to them happy. It didn't make USC fans happy. It made no one happy. So I don't think taking away the World Series would have done anything. I think you take away Altuve's, Altuve's MVP. Right well, she, off rip. And, but then do you... Okay, so do you reward it to somebody else? No. Why would you? Because, I mean, I guess then what do you... Now, like Manfred talked We're about actually, setting I, precedent. Yeah, now you're setting I, I actually precedent. don't have a problem with that. Okay, but now when the Red Sox report comes out, and again, we're recording this in early March, right? Do you take away Mookie's? Is that what you're saying? Like, you're, you, you've just set precedent in literally the exact same, you know, they didn't steal signs the same way. Yeah. Or, and I don't we could argue about how egregious each one was, but they both stole signs. I'd have to sit back and know And, like, what you just know. set precedent two weeks yeah. ago by, so, and then that's a sticky pass. So, when he said the players were never going to get suspended, I think when you start there... Now you've eliminated stripping of World Series. Look, him, if, look if, at this guy. If, if this pl- guy says he wants to beat you up, you're not terrified? I mean, I... I, and I We got Markakis pulled up here. I wanted to read actually what he said, you know, since we're talking about it so much. He said, quote, I feel like every single guy out there needs a beating. It's wrong. They're messing with people's careers. What? So he basically said that every Astros player that was involved in the cheating deserves a beating. That was a direct quote. Deserves a beating. <laughs> and I respect it. That, that, that it's so funny. I've never heard anybody say that before in sports. Well, like, tell us how you me. really feel, man. Like, and it was a clean shave yeah. in Marquecas, too, which I don't like. like well, it, that weirds me out. Last time we saw him. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I was saying. That he looks, like, he looks like a gangster there. He looks like Peaky Blinders. What I'm saying is it, it sounded to me like he was coming from defending baseball. I didn't think of... Defending the league, you know what I mean? Defending the game at large. I didn't think of it as coming from a Braves player because, I mean, I love Nick Markakis, but he hasn't been a lifelong Brave. We got him at the tail end of his career. That's not how I think of it. If it had been Brian McCann saying that, I would have thought differently, I guess. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, and we can, like... Or maybe not. Even just the way he said it, it sounded like he was like, don't mess with the game I love. You deserve a beating. And 
I'm all for that because no one ever says anything like that anymore. That sounds like something Michael Jordan would say. Or, you know, Dennis well, Rodman. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't alone. I mean, I don't know anyone else who said they deserve a beating, but yeah, like, people was... like Bellinger were pissed. I mean, everyone was pissed. Bauer, Trevor Bauer yeah. was obviously pissed. What a gangster thing Trevor Bauer did. Today in spring training, uh, Bauer gives the pitch to they're playing. Uh, Bauer's pitching for the Reds. They're playing the Royals. He's tipping the pitch, giving them the sign. So, you know, like a reverse backhand for fastball, showing him the palm for changeup. Like that is, come at me. Yeah, you know, like, and and I guess this, you know, if he's asked about it after the game, the the, in a spring training game, so who gives a shit? But he he basically was saying like, if the Astros are gonna try and sell this bullshit, that uh, uh, knowing the pitch before it comes doesn't help you hit the ball. Like, yeah. I can't even say that. I can't even finish that sentence one of, with a straight face. And, and one of so our good friends saying, was trying like, to convince me that that same argument. He said, stealing stealing signs is a part of the game for years. It's been a part of the game forever. Who was it, Sigmund? No, it was uh, one of my coworkers, Wes. Ridiculous. Uh, good guy, Wes. Yeah, ridiculous, man. If well, you Wes know what's coming. That's, that's garbage, Sean. Not a great take. Yeah, and he's a baseball guy. Yeah, baseball guy. He grew up playing baseball. Just, I mean... Um, uh, let's do one more thing with baseball and then, uh, I guess what, Wilder Fury Wilder after Fury. that. Uh, I wanted to possibly throw this one out there. Baseball never, ever, ever gets long-term mainstream play from mid-February to late March. You know what I mean? True. Like, it's, it kind of is what it is, spring training. It's known that it's really not... Uh, a factor in, in how the regular season will play out individually or as a team, right? But they've been in the news nonstop. Uh, and lost in everything is they threw out the new playoff format for... Uh, that doesn't take effect 20, this year. 2021, yeah, and they haven't ratified it or anything, but yeah. they basically used that as you know, a dump to cover, to cover what the Astros did. And, and like, smart, logical move, not unprecedented. People do that all the time, uh, like their PR and, and marketing. So a sleeper story here is this is building hype for the new season. I, that's true. I've never been more hyped to see AL matchups because I don't watch AL baseball. Like, do you think the, the ratings are, are going to go up or down? I think any game Houston's playing, they're going. They got to go up. They're they got to go up. up. They have to go. True. Up. Um, Didn't and then, think about that. And then like sleeper. So now baseball told us that, and they said out loud, that the Red Sox should expect their report. And their penalties. That's your hot grits take of the day. Right is that a hot grits take of the That's day? That's a hot grits take of the day, baby. <laughs> Sponsored by Astros stealing Astros <laughs> stealing signs. Good for baseball. Hot grits take of the day. <laughs> yeah. So I I think the ratings have to go up for MLB. They have to go up, as I said before. <laughs> um, and that they never that never happens. To baseball, like everyone watches opening day, and you're like, you're run of the mill baseball fan. You're, yeah, you're not exactly. Like I watch every baseball. Braves game. I watch the big matchups. I watch the national TV matchups. Yeah, and you don't mind, like, but you're not. I never use the MLB extra, extra innings like I should. Yeah, I I, I'm watching I every single Astros game to start the year for sure. West Coast baseball is going to be stupid fun this year, though, with all oh, the yeah. talent they got. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the Dodgers alone are going to be a fantastic watch. Um, and plus, Julio Tehran. My dude out on the West Coast now with the Angels. Angels. Yeah. Um, you know he's going out and winning the Cy Young. 
<laughs> that has to happen, right? He's going to get an uptick in three, three miles per hour right, on, the, yeah. on the fastball. He finally becomes a serviceable guy instead of somehow Julio Teron never made the NLDS. Julio Teron was always your guy, too, man. Heartbroken well, just, every year whenever he didn't get the start. He, was, he could have been easily used in... He's getting, he's getting the day one start again, isn't he? For the Angels? Yeah, I, I thought I heard that. They, they're planning on starting him day one. Oh, dude, I don't know that, but that would be so excellent. If it's at home, you know it's starting too much. I might have just started a rumor. But well, we gotta, I got to toss out this little-known gem, though, and I've told you this in the past. Julio Teran's home starts. I've told you this before, yeah? Do I'm, you know where I'm going with this? Remind me. Okay, Julio Teran. Oh, he starts the game. At home. The game won't start on time if he's pitching. So if he's the first one out, yeah, they're at home. The game's <laughs> scheduled for seven ten. That thing is getting started at seven twelve. <laughs> and someone told me that a long time ago in a bar I've in never Athens. It. In a bar in Athens, and I was like, "This guy's a lunatic." But he like knew a dude that was interning, and he was like, "Tehran was still, I, I guess, on his way." Yeah, this was like twenty thirteen when, when this right. dude told me this, and I never forgot it. And I checked. I've like told people about it over and over again. But yeah, you got that here from Hot Grits Podcast. Julio Tehran, home starts, guaranteed to start late. If you can find a sucker to prop bet that, uh, send us a check in the mail. What do you think his reasoning for that is? Well, Is it a mental game like for himself, or do you think he's trying to psych people out? I don't know this, What's but... What's this guy doing? He's just standing up there. Random dude in Athens bar that to- told me this circa 2013. He's, like, at the time, he was saying that it was Julio Tehran's first... Chance to like show that this was his baseball game. <laughs> so it is. So it is an intimidation. Like thing. that he controlled it. Well, like not. But see, no one notices it. Yeah. Like I don't think the dude's ever been asked about it, um, <laughs> ever. But like I, I told myself, if I ever got a chance to be anywhere near Julio Tehran, that's what I'm asking. His, For sure, one hundred. It's him peeing on the fire hydrant. What is that? Is that a reference? Mark. Yeah, marking his territory, man. Oh, that's his man. mound. Damn, I thought. Julio Tehran at one point in time peed on a fire hydrant or something. And that was like a story. <sighs> Who hasn't? Bro, it was like, yeah, take over. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the uh, Wilder Fury fight. Uh, we're a little removed from it, but just boxing in general. Finally, like, a pretty big-time fight. We both watched it in two different settings. I watched it. So yesterday, the 29th, we got con- confirmation that he's going to... He's got the rematch. The yeah, there'll be, there'll be a part... we all knew it was coming. Yeah, for sure. And... And we watched that fight apart, but let me hear let me hear your take on it. I I know exactly how you feel. You mean the fight itself? Yeah, I mean it was like a knows. dominating performance. That like I I just don't. Were you expecting that at all? No, no. I mean, should I bet on uh, on the American? Like I, I I almost always in like individual sports, pro golf, boxing, stuff like that. I almost always am gonna root for the American or yeah. the international guy. Like that's just the way I lean. And so I'm taking Wilder the whole time. And he's the betting favorite, too, yeah, by the he way. he was. Which, going into it. Looking back, hilarious. Also, I mean, I've got a lot of... Well, I've got Fury a lot of had just fought in November, too. We, we've talked about this before. There's, there's some crossover between, you know, there's some general crossover between regular sports analysis. I, I say regular sports. Your, your typical big three. Yeah. And then boxing analysis. Right? Very little... Those two guys tend to be very different dudes, but there is some crossover. So I I do have some things to say after a boxing match. Yeah, but I mean, we you, let's let's like not you kid watch ourselves. it and then you can 
deduce things. Let's not kid yeah, ourselves. There are what boxing did, guys. What did, what did you What did you call it? Once a year boxing analyst guy. Yeah, once a year. That's bo- me. Once a year. One hundred and ten percent analyst guy. And you, if you're listening to this, or if you're a human being, there's one of these bros. You know this guy. In your group, you might be yeah, this guy. I'm sure. Yeah. If it, look, and if you can't figure out who it is within your within your bro group, then it's probably you. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, uh, Spencer, but you, know, you own it. Fight, like, you like fight it. guys. You know them a mile away. First off, they fought their whole entire lives. They can break down the fight. They, you know, they know the ins and outs. I have multiple of those guys. T- I had multiple of those guys tell me that Fury was about to beat the crap out of them. I didn't want to believe it because I kept saying Wilder's got a nuke attached to his right hand, and I kept I kept thinking in my in my logical mind, all he needs is one. That's that's what happened with the first fight. Right, and I still think that everybody's counting Wilder out for this third fight. They're saying it's a done deal. He'll never. He's not the same boxer. He'll, he'll never have another shot at this. Yeah, I, I think one punch from Wilder. If Fury's off his game, like he said, he has Fury has to be perfect for the entire round to win, which he was for the entire match. Excuse me, to win, which he was. Yeah, I mean he was he Mickey Mouse. Him, like you said. Yeah, he was pretty flawless. Like again, from from an amateur just person watching that fight and and then like listening to the some of these analysts like and filtering out a lot of the nonsense right. but listening to it like what they were saying was matching up with what you saw like it was fury was having his way yeah and like you know uh wilder never really got he never had like a chain like it never shifted you know what i yeah. mean and that usually happens like even in the pacquiao mayweather Fight, which is you the would last see some like, momentum. Yeah, or yeah, you would be like, uh, you know, like which Mayweather was heavily favored in that one, right? And, and I, we yeah, all knew the end result. They're not the that. same, like even remotely close to the yeah. same kind of fight. But but, but like, Pacquiao was, put up a fight. But it was hyped, and yeah. like, so you had Pacquiao guys like, you know, telling Mayweather guys to fuck off when Pacquiao yeah. wins. He got him that round. There was they would at least say that Wilder did not have even a moment. Yeah. He didn't have ten seconds where he won. And from there wasn't ten was, seconds of the fight. That yeah, he won. and from someone that was rooting for Wilder, I never, like, I didn't. And boxing guys, legitimate boxing guys, not once a year boxing guys, yeah. were saying <laughs> on Twitter and stuff like Wilder, like it doesn't look good for him, and they knew yeah. it right away. So I think for Wilder in the third fight, it's going to be. You have to do something dramatically different, and what he did, from what everyone said, what he did this time was try to match as close as he could the weight of Fury. And Fury got up to, uh, what was he fighting at? Like, I think it was two forty five. It might have been two thirty five for a heavyweight. Yeah, whatever it was, Fury. No, 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 no. no. It was more than that because it was the heaviest he'd ever been. I think it, you mean Fury for a fight? Uh, excuse me, excuse me, Wilder. I was thinking Wilder. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Fury, Fury was way above that. Fury was at like 275, 285. Yeah, and so when Fury balloons to that weight, Wilder tries, and it was, you, like, you don't do this overnight. That was his game plan, obviously, for months yeah. leading into it, was to try to get to a weight where he could go toe-to-toe with Fury. And I, like... Even from an amateur boxing Seems dude like myself, mistake. like why would you do that? You're an undefeated, already belt. Like, do what's worked for hold. you, and you fought him the first time, and it worked. I mean, you, you drew. I, a lot yeah. of people thought Wilder should have won that fight. I thought, I rewatched it because it had been some time. I rewatched it right before the fight, and I thought, I thought they waved. You know, they they gave him too long to get up. They started to count too late. A lot of people had that same take. What was interesting to me 
was that Wilder's excuse was his outfit. That was his excuse. That's what his, that's what his camp said. That his well, outfit he, but he gave Fury. He wasn't saying that's why, but like that was one of the. Leaders. He did give him credit. That yeah. was one of the leaders. But it was yeah, it was interesting true. to me because while I was watching the fight, and I was watching the fight in the bar in uh, poor Larry's downtown, you know, free free ad space here. Yeah, I was watching the bar downtown with a buddy, and I turned to him right as right as Fury comes out, like King Herod getting carried out, like a Roman emperor or something, and I said, "This guy's losing." First thing I said, I was like, "This guy, there's no way." This guy is going to be the heavyweight champion after tonight. Yeah, and so I never thought. And then I never thought Wilder was like out of it in the first two rounds. But right. looking back, like yeah, immediately he was out of it. It was like he was never going to beat Tyson Fury that night. I don't know if anyone in the world camera, living right now was beating Tyson Fury that night. Camera cuts to and Wilder's wearing that ridiculous costume, and I say, never mind. I made a, I made a grave mistake. This guy's losing. How funny was it? Dazzled mountain. How funny was it before the fight? Like, and you know, I've been I've been watching all, was... all these analysts like the league and what a ridiculous circus that was. All the pre shows leading up to it, oh, yeah. and the million undercards of Gonzalez fighting Guerrero or some dudes that will pay eighty bucks to see in three or four years, probably. Uh, <laughs> like you're leading up to all this, and they show the locker rooms. Once Fury and Wilder are there, oh my it's God, like dude. two distinctly different-looking yeah, bros. Like you had, you Fury had, was just—he was just goofing around. He I was expecting Gronkowski, like Rob Gronkowski, yeah. to walk in and like dap Fury up. Maybe they shotgun a natty. Yeah, that's what I was, I was just about to say. That it right. looked like he was about to shotgun. Yeah, here. I mean, he looks like smiling. he literally just like won an award or something like <laughs> like, and he was about to give a speech. And then Wilder is like weirdly. Just not great posture there in yeah. the locker room. And he's he laser focused, but I don't buy it. He's, but he's trying like, to sell. He's also like leaning up against his girlfriend in a weird way, like I don't know, like curled up on the couch. Yeah, you have to look. It was just not a great vibe. Even then, my dumbass was like, "This guy's locked in. This guy's focused." Yeah, I was look, thinking the same. It's I like said the looking, same thing to Joey. looking was, back, dude. This guy was like, "What did you?" Th- he had no idea what was coming. What did you think about when they threw in the towel? Did you think it was a little early? No, I mean, I don't, and again, Live, I Live, def- I thought it was early. I was well, like, what are they doing? Because well, I like, saw the towel go, and I was like, I, I kept saying the same thing. All he needs is one. All he needs is one. I know he's he's got his ass kicked here for the last however many minutes it was, 15, 20 minutes. He's got his ass kicked for the last 20 minutes, but all he still needs is one. And they threw out the towel, and I was like, ah. But looking back, once I saw the slow-mo, once I saw it, well, you think know, the first, cuts on his... Yeah, and then the safety of the fighter is yeah, a bulletproof argument out. first. Paramount for sure, but like even if the trainers and, and Wilder's corner doesn't think that safety is in play and they're doing it for, say, protecting the validity of the third fight, you know what I mean? Right. If Wilder gets knocked down four times, you know, he's a hard ass in his own right. He might get up all four times, yeah. but he's just going to stay in there and, and continue to get pummeled. That's not, yeah. great. That's not a great look for the third fight. Yeah, okay? true. And then, so it, even if they're thinking that, like they just, you could just go with safety of the fighter. Yeah, immediately. So I mean, there are multiple reasons. I didn't think it was early, but I defer to experts in that, and they all. You defer to that, actual fighter guy. Well, yeah, like people that cover and and right. know, know the sport better than I do. I did like, hear some people say that it was early, and I did hear. I mean, obviously Wilder said it was early, but you have to say that, right? If you're trying to hype. Yeah, up Yeah, especially fight. immediately after the fight, dudes yeah. always say weird things like, and then you give them an hour or so, and then like, I think. A lot of times they start to realize what just happened, right. maybe. 
Whose outfit did you like better? I don't give a shit about the outfits. Let's talk about how terrible <laughs> former boxers are at being analysts. Oh, yeah. Dude. You know what I mean? Like, former boxers generally are the shittiest analysts for boxers I've ever seen. And it's like basketball, not the case. Former players are usually, you know, there's good yeah. and bad ones. Baseball, there's former players that are really good. Football. Basketball is not. Football, man. golf. There's I mean, there's bad fair, ones. Yeah. There's bad ones, but there's good ones. Who's like the go to boxing guy? I start to think of like people like Max Kellerman. Yeah. Um, you know, who. Joe Rogan. Mike Lee has never fought in a heavyweight fight. Max Kellerman, not exactly yeah. a guy that looks like he's well versed. Like, brilliant dude. I love him. Wow. I think he's really good. But like, these are guys that were never in the ring. The dudes that were in the ring are so shitty at breaking down that sport. <laughs> it's not even funny. Like, and they just, I, I don't know. It's just like. Well, it's because they're bulls, man. They're not, they're not taught, you know, they don't think about it like that. They think when they're yeah. in the ring, they think they're not thinking X's nose. I don't think. I think they're thinking. What do I have to do? They're not thinking, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like them doing, like, segments where they break down fighters and they're in the ring, you know, showing you different stuff. Like, I like that better, former boxers, better than Teddy Atlas. I love Teddy that. Atlas. Teddy yeah. Atlas is Barry Melrose of boxing, but yeah. he's not Barry Melrose, okay. let me be clear. You don't, you don't, you don't like Teddy Atlas? You... I like Teddy Atlas, but, like, that's the guy that should be in the suit, in the studio, at yeah. the desk. Yeah, you know, elevated at the top of the arena, uh, guy. I bet he's next got to some Joe crazy You don't put Tim Brad or what you know, whoever it was up there. I think it was Bradley. You don't put Bradley up there in a suit and put him next to Tessitore and then put him next to a columnist and another former boxer. Like, right? That's never gonna work. I just and love it's just, Teddy Atlas because there's a Teddy Atlas in every bar across America showing that fight. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's, there's a Teddy there's Atlas guy. on every porch on every street. Yeah, exactly. Everyone to get off his. Everyone arm. knows Teddy Atlas somehow. He's your uncle. He still asks He's at your... every restaurant if if they take checks. Uncle Ted. Yeah, you guys take personal. Yeah. Like <laughs> no uncle, no uncle Ned. This is Chili's. This is Chili's. They don't take personal checks. Like you ask them. You that, pay on an iPad. Like you've you asked them the, that the last the four check? times. Yeah, Chili's a bad example, but do you, do you see the the check selection on the iPod, Grandpa? Um, let's do. Uh, let's do. Uh, let's wrap up Go to with basketball. NBA. Yeah, we'll we'll do uh, NBA. Um, I'll let you go with the Hawks first if you want to uh, to give a take on where you think the Hawks. The state of the Hawks. Am well, I just like you know, I mean, Hawks? like just generally, like your team's the Hawks, my team's the Celtics. And right. In the interest of honesty, like two distinctly different. We're paths, in two different but, places like, and two uh, different paths. Here's absolutely. what I'm confident in: neither's winning the title no. this year. Well, and, of course. Like, and neither so winning the shitty title in for the next two years, I would say. But for being a Celtics fan, like Danny Ainge, you know, is has a problem, like a fetish for picks. He doesn't like he wants nothing to do with with the actually that are... using them, but he's just obsessed with assets. He's he's a big time asset guy, uh, as he should be, and he's been in the running for, I mean, the biggest free. He's at least been in the running to get Anthony Davis. He's had the pieces to get Anthony Davis. He's, yeah, he's gonna have the pieces to get Giannis, which that's where his head's at. And that, that's where his head should continue to be at unless they want to restart again. So, I mean... Well, yeah. I mean, you just wait, like... Because you got to think... When, when last year was a good opportunity at the deadline yeah. to do something. And I know they had Kyrie, that whole situation. Yeah. Him, but when are the Celtics going to have one of the best 
five, six, seven players in the league. It's they're not a, a tiny little market. It, you know, it's shitty for a Celtics fan to know that like Dallas, uh, um, OKC for a while, now New Orleans, uh, uh, these places, these like mid markets have bona fide stars, like first ballot Hall right. of Fame guys. Jason Tatum's good for the Celtics. Jalen Brown, Marcus Hart, they have a bunch of bros, but. I mean, my God, it's clearly not going to be enough. They're going to win a series and then right. go on. But my the problem, are different. They have a- my problem with the Celtics has always been, and it goes back to the day they signed Gordon Hayward, is even this team is a superstar away, right? Even, even, even the Kimball Walker, Jalen yeah. Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward core is still one star away. And they were two stars away when they signed Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward was never the piece, and they made him. They made him a central piece. I'm not. I have nothing against Gordon Hayward. First off, but he's not your lead guy, and he never will be. Well, especially the fir- literally the first quarter that he plays in a Boston uniform, he's yeah, out for oh the God, year. Whatever, ridiculous. Like, and that just oh, we Celtics were still that were the one seed that year. Yeah, but they just were never a legitimate threat. I mean, yeah, and this year they're going to be the two seed or the three seed. Somehow Toronto is. They have the best shot they've ever had. First off, I will say that they've had the best shot since that. Oath. Team, well, I mean, you know. I think it's all, it's going to be easier, and last year this was the case too, now that LeBron's out of the East, there's a legitimate shot. Yeah. Because everyone in the East just, just decided to say to hell with it yeah. eight years ago, or you know, six years ago, when he was like late in his run with the Miami Heat, and everyone knew he was going back to Cleveland, everyone was like, well, to hell with this. I will the say Knicks this. bailed, everyone rebuilt. I will say this, if the Celtics make it. They are the deepest team, and they match up as well with the Clippers or the Lakers than anyone else. Maybe not with the Lakers because they have LeBron, and LeBron just LeBron's the Celtics. But oh they have God. they match up one through five, and the bench depth is there. I mean, they have such a solid team that they can they can at least run with the the Clippers. But you miss your chance. You miss your chance with Kawhi. They had all those pieces back then, and the Raptors took their shot. They got him. Yeah. And Danny Ainge is allergic to that kind of move, which makes sense, I guess, when you think long term. But you gotta, we we've already seen you gotta pull the trigger. That you saw the Paul George trade, he got all those picks. I mean, yeah. what was it like seven first rounders or something nuts? I mean, a ridiculous they, haul, yeah. But you, they could have they could have done something like that. But I mean, Paul George wants to go play with Kawhi. So yeah, and there's all these, of course, there's all these different factors. But I guess. Again, there's still a piece of from we, we both agree there. There's clearly, still a piece of work. Yeah, everyone can the, see that. Yeah. Just by looking at the Bucks, and then don't even go to the Western Conference. And Do you think they beat the Bucks this year in, in the playoffs? I mean, like, I would, I think. If they, if I they, think they, they could beat the Bucks, but, like. You were down on the Bucks last time we talked about this. I just don't, you're obsessed with how good the Bucks are in the East, but. Again, I'm not obsessed. I'm just, I buy it. Again, like, like that's not the way. What are they, 51 and 8? But that's not the way. Like they, they're putting up stupid numbers. Ridiculous. That's not the way the league. Yeah. Used to be though. It never used to be, the load management and stuff. And now we're talking about teams that are using, load management. And I'm not shitting on load management. I like I, get it. Do you? I'm never gonna judge anyone that's, trying to do something. Like right. they're committed to a goal of winning a title, and they think it's the best way to do it. Do you, bro? But teams that are 25 games back. Right. Load management, like the, yeah. the Cavs are load management with Colin Sexton, who's eh. You but need to be working on things. It's, like, it's the same. They, you should not rest a twenty-one-year-old. Right. That is ridiculous. Right, and so and when like, Hawks fans want Trey Young to be rested because they, I mean, obviously they want to tank, 
which we don't need another pick. I will say that we don't need we don't need another rookie. We don't need any young guys. We'll do that right now. We're good. Sell, sell the Hawks now in thirty seconds. Uh, sell sell twenty twenty one Hawks to, to a free agent. To, no, to Georgia sports fan who NBA is his third sport. Like he's a Falcons fan and a Braves fan, and well, he doesn't really pay attention to the Hawks. He just thinks they suck. Granted, I was an idiot, and I, I bought this team as a sleeper playoff team, and the John Collins suspension killed us. And ever since— Yeah, but no one took that seriously. Like you're, yeah. I mean, that was stupid as shit. I, like, will say that, I will say that ever since that suspension, they've basically been a 500 team. I mean, they've played— Yeah, as their draft pick falls. Right. right. But, so why, why but, are they better in 2021? 20, I mean, is it simply well, because see, of Capella? You see—well, yeah, absolutely Capella. That's the biggest part of it. Who's so their 2021 the starting five? You see the growth of Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter, which first two months of the season, Cam Reddish is the worst NBA player. Cam Reddish had the nowhere, worst to, go the NBA. nowhere yeah, to go it up. Nowhere to go it up. But he's, he looks great now. I mean, he looks he looks like a potential cornerstone of a franchise. I, yeah. I, I, I might not go superstar. I might not go star. But he looks like he is a starter in the NBA, which is a far shot away from where we he were. He looks like a super gifted, talented 19-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you no don't... Around it. You don't get... He's not a pure shooter. He never was. You don't... Yeah. That wasn't him. So it, you're going to go... You don't down. get that guy, though, if you don't get the lumps of playing him 30 minutes a night, games 1 through 50. You yeah, know what I so, mean? Yeah, so that's... That's that's a that's a big deal. Yeah. Cam Reddish looks legit. DeAndre Hunter looks legit. His defense is coming around lately. Trey Young is a generational talent, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I will say that the the Luca Trey Young trade has been in the in public opinion the court of a public opinion has been swung so far in the way of Luca that it's ridiculous. Well, Luca's been good as hell. I like what the Hawks did from a non-Hawks fan. Like I think it's just it makes sense. Super it, easy to see Trey Young. He's a stud, and he doesn't. Atlanta. He's really good. Like I would put Luca at you know if we're doing two K attributes, just like but real life, I would put Luca you know as like. 90 Trey Young at like 88 89. Yeah, but I mean, I'm by that. I, I, if I'm a Hawks, but, I, I, I'm cooler with Trey Young and Atlanta than Luca, almost in a weird way. Not if I'm a Hawks fan, if I'm Hawks front office, like Trey Young would is always going to market better in right. Atlanta, which is heavily you know, the black only people. The only Atlanta, argument like, that I've heard. Which I, I it's, understand. It's tough to sell an I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I do. I like do. Dallas I do. coming off of Dirk Nowitzki. It just always seemed like ice tray, two baby. Places. Yeah. Or tra- I mean, he fits. Tray-T-L. The Migos love him. The He's Migos. huge with two chains. But what I will say is the only argument I've bought is that you can have Luka Doncic be the best player on, an, on a championship team at some point in your career and maybe not Trey Young. I don't know how much I buy that because just because of Trey's range. That helps. He's not like a Chris Paul player where he's drive, kick. He's not that guy. No disrespect to Chris Paul. First off, love me some CP3. But he's not just that guy. He's not just your point guard. He can shoot it from way out. He's efficient from there. We've seen that. Uh, he can score in so many ways. The floaters, the floater is legit. And the vision is as advertised. It's yeah, 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 among yeah, the best in the NBA. Okay, what's their 2021, the Hawks? 2021. The starting record? Five. The starting five? Trey Young at the one. Trey Young Turner at the one. At the two. Yeah, uh, see, that's that's where the debate lies. Are you going to start Cam Reddish or are you going to start Herder going okay, forward? Okay, pick one. Personally, I'm a Herder guy. You know that. All right, let's put Herder at the two. Herder so at the two. Who's starting at the three? Then? DeAndre Hunter starts at the three. 
he's he's earned it. And now what then? It goes John Collins Capella. and Capella. Collins that, Capella. Yeah, the the from like what I've heard, potentially be in eight, if you add if you could go if everybody takes deep, a step if you go seven deep with that and you're trading out Vince Carter who's retiring on the bench. For, yeah. For another like well, decent if, player. The thing is, if you if have... could get sweet Lou, that'd be so sick, bro. <laughs> Dude, Lou Williams coming back to Atlanta oh, to finish man. off. Volume scorer. I would. I'd buy season tickets tomorrow. Sweet Lou's my dude. The thing is, man, this what people don't understand about this Hawks team is that the talent at the top is good enough to be the eighth seed. What held us down for so long? I say us. What held the Hawks back for so long is that you were starting Vince Carter. You were starting yeah. Cam Reddish for his first 50 games. They didn't have a quality bench, and they weren't built to win this year. If right. you bring in actual vets, which you would if you're trying to make the playoffs, if you bring in actual vets to and build them around those young guys, they would have they would have put up a 500 record. And that's why I think— And that's proven because you can look at their on-and-off records for the starting five. They, they're great. Yeah, and they put together, like, teeny tiny, multiple teeny tiny good stretches. Right. You know what I mean? Like they beat that really, team, and that's beat. what that's why it's easy to sell. Why do you think a team is going to go from the bottom of the standings? Yeah. to like you know, say three game, what three games over, four games over, yeah. five hundred gets you the eight seed. Yeah, most years. Uh, usually right around five hundred. Okay. Doesn't so matter. Why would they go from twenty five hundred to five hundred? That's why. Yeah. Because like they have the ability to fix obvious needs. They're just not going to pull the trigger yet because and, obviously, I mean, why would you if you're yeah. not ready to build? But like. I will say this, that out of all of the bottom rebuilding teams, minus the Warriors, obviously, they have the best shot in the next five years. They've got the, they've got the path, and it makes sense, and they're going to have the max contract slot coming up. The, I buy their route more than I buy the Suns. I, I don't get it. I don't get their rebuild. I don't think there's a direction there. I buy them more than I buy uh, the Pistons, or for one. I buy them more than I buy the Magic. Yeah, so no one in the East is, is like clearly better set up than the Hawks as far as other than I, the top four teams. I mean, honestly. like okay, having a defined goal, and the Hawks have like I feel like they've done. They have an identity. What that, they that said they were going to do sure. each step along the way to be yeah. consistent. That's all you can ask. That's yeah. all you can ask. You know, like when the Falcons are going going to the playoffs, going five hundred, going to the playoffs, going five hundred, yeah. and like the early twenty tens. Oh, that that was frustrating because you just couldn't find a a route like a consistent sustained right. path. The Hawks have that at least. Yeah, at, at, you know, at the very least, they're shitty as hell. They lose all the time, but <laughs> like they got a path. And yeah, I mean, and you can get behind that because you know these general group of dudes are gonna be there for at least yeah. the next you know thirty six months probably. So um, let's leave it right there. You good? I'm good. All right, uh, again, you can follow on Twitter at Podcast Grits. Email hotgritspod at gmail.com. Um, and follow me on Twitter at Jadon Sports uh, Spencer. Any last words? No, I thought that was a great first podcast. Yeah, um, I thought it was too. We'll get better. We'll keep improving. You guys just got to trust the process. Uh, tell your friends. Um, and if no you're process. listening to this, share it, rate it, five stars only. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, until next time.